Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel 30 Questions, Moon Knight 30 Questions, the show where each week we ask 30 questions about the new Marvel Disney Plus show, Moon Knight. I'm Adam Portress, and joining me today, everybody's crazy about a shark dressed sweet Sean Zakovacs from the internet. Oh man, what a great suit. And he's quitting his job to go work at the paperweight store, Bruce Leslie. Somebody's got to hold them papers down. Yeah, hold the papers down, everybody. You think you say that when you leave the the, the store every night? <laughs> Keep holding down them papers. I, I I I scream at the store when I close up at night when it's like three o'clock in the morning because we have a thing called the Cineghost. And if you don't, in my book, if you don't please the Cineghost before you leave, you just got to say oh, goodbye no. really loud. Otherwise, the oh, ghost man. will get you and you will die. Well. Oh, I don't want that. No, no good there. Well, he, like I said, on uh, this 30 Questions podcast, we asked 30 questions about uh, a show. This time, we're, of course, doing uh, Moon Knight. And uh, we would like your questions to be on the show as well. So if you'd like to do that, email us at marvel30q at gmail.com. Make it an awesome question you just might get on the show. And remember, email those as quick as you can, because the faster you do it, the more likely you are probably to get on the podcast, because you asked a, a really great question here. Uh, and again, if you were this is your first 30 Questions podcast, we go all over the map here and talk a a little bit about everything, not beat by beat, but let's get it going with question number one. Uh, this one comes to us from Mo. Mo writes in, uh, this is good because we need to get some establishment stuff down here. Can we focus on rules? Uh, did I get this right? Whoever has consciousness control of mind, body, decision-making needs to voluntarily turn control over to another personality? If so, do we assume Do we assume up to this episode Mark was able to take control while Stephen was asleep? If we witness Stephen's first comprehension of this control-slash-power, shouldn't he have had many, many more questions? His acceptance of everything he was told in this episode was pretty amazing. Wife, God, Mark, other gods, strong uh, storage locker, uh, Jackal was only visible to him, a cult. Since Arthur Harrow indicated that he was a previous Khonshu avatar, does that mean Mark can eventually separate and stay alive? Thanks again. That's from Mo Favo. Thanks, Mo. Uh, Bruce, maybe just you might be able to uh, like break some of this down. Maybe Sean, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll just say my first rule when it comes to the rules of this show, at least at this point, two episodes in, is you can't assume that anything you're seeing is following any rules or that anything is real. So that makes it tough to try to say, like, who has conscious control of the personality? You just can't. Like, talking about wouldn't you have a, a stranger reaction to it? And then when you're dealing with a, a sort of a dissociative identity disorder kind of situation, the brain does have some background knowledge. They strangely can fill in the gaps. It's almost like, uh, uh, you know, in the movie Memento, he has no, no, you know, he has that retrograde amnesia, no, mm -hmm. or anterograde amnesia, I should say, no ability to build new memories, but you learn to just like accept life. You know, it, yeah. it's like something that maybe the first couple of times this stuff happened, he had a weirder reaction and you start like, getting to where you accept it i don't know i'm just guessing here but i don't think that we can denote any rules from what we're seeing so far because next episode we could see that nothing that we saw actually happened yeah i think we're being lied to um i i, I that it's just a feeling that i get that there's there's something there there's something we're not being told is what it feels like to me and i don't know if it's coming from the mark specter personality. I don't know if it's coming from the Steven personality, but clearly there there's, there's a big chunk that we are missing and boy, I hope that I'm right on that. And it's not just some, you know, by the numbers show. 
And also, there's no reason that we should believe Arthur Harrow is telling the truth about being a previous uh, Khonshu avatar either, in my opinion. And, or that or that he's even a real right. person. And, you know, you said, is it possible that Mark can eventually separate and stay alive? Well, maybe if he goes to become Amit's uh, avatar, like uh, Arthur Harrow is suggesting he's done here. You know, it's it's there's just no way you can take any. Uh, you can't Sherlock Holmes uh, the story like this, particularly not this early on. Right. So I, I don't know. I like I I guess this is never it didn't really cross my thought pattern that most, most, or if any of this would be fake, I don't believe that they're presenting or even hinting that that might necessarily be what this particular. Well, is. but there well, is. I'll point something out here because yeah. he didn't make the questions, but there's a part where the police officers come to arrest Mark and his wife goes out on the balcony and the police officers and the wife never see each other, which tells me either the police officers aren't real or the wife's not real. Because they're doing a little sixth sense kind of thing there. Well, from then, what I'm to understand, if if you go back and look now, and you have to remember with foresight that those cops are are uh, whatever, like cult members. Yeah, members but of that they, they never actually interact with his wife, and it's like in sixth sense when you go back after you know the twist and you see, oh, he didn't interact with these people. So either the the cult members aren't real or the wife isn't real. There's also another big part to this that they kind of gloss over, which is the murders in the desert. Yeah. Because they really don't explain that much at all. And so I think that that that's what told me, oh, there's a huge chunk of stuff we're not being told here because because that would be a much bigger deal. Oh, surely there not. are gaps, but I, I, I don't know that like I, to me that it just feels like, you know. I mean, because Bruce, are you are you suggesting that there's a possibility that Haro doesn't even exist? I am. I'm suggesting that I have read uh, 30 issue arcs of Moon Knight that I still don't know if any of that really happened. And, and so some of this is meta knowledge from the comic books. But yeah, I'm not going to say that he doesn't exist, but we'll get into it as more of these questions unfold. Yeah. How okay. about that? Fair enough. Let's go to two. then. So that storage locker was nicer than at least three of my former apartments. How about you guys? My big question is, did he install those glass or plexi panels himself? Because there's no way a storage unit facility would do that. No. Uh, it, it, they serve no purpose for storage needs. Yeah. So I'm, it's I, my, all serial killer custom stuff afterwards. Yes, that's what it feels like to me, is that he did the upgrade in that storage locker. I, I've never seen I've never seen a storage locker like that before. So you got to think that's that's his own doing. Yeah, and like and how how what do you say ten foot ceiling on that bad boy? Maybe more. I, I, it makes it really tempting to think like there's no utilities. It's so you know you don't have to pay utilities as long as you got a good deal on your cell phone. Why not just live in a storage locker? Look, we've all thought about living in a storage locker. Don't do it. Hey. What was the Simpson thing? If you want to live in the box, it's $20 a day. Because <laughs> he's just kind of like, he, he's mincing around it, doesn't really want to ask the question, and he realizes, oh, you want to sleep in the box? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, it was. it's certainly certainly larger than most of mine. It's bigger than, like, it's, I would say, at least volume-wise, because I've got like a, I've got like a little container. It's nowhere nice, nice like this. It's probably, this thing's probably twice the size with a, 
ceiling that's at least three, four feet taller and everything. And no, not a, not a, not a, a bit of glass in sight. It's all just, you know, corrugated metal. <laughs> and it also seems to be climate controlled as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a nice inside one. He's paying a pretty penny for that one. So that's mm-hmm. still the most expensive climate controlled uh, storage units, probably less than your average rent these days with rent going through the roof. So Hey guys, listen to me. Live in a storage box. Listen, just come on down to Charlotte. They're making more of these things, and apparently, it is like like it's one of the most profitable places for storage units for some. I guess we just got a lot of crap around here. Anyway, question number three: What would your first move be if you found a bag of money, a passport, and a gun? I'd throw the passport away. Who needs that? But I got the money and gun. That's pretty good. <laughs> the passport's the most valuable part. It is the most valuable part. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a dumb person who doesn't understand things. I got gun and money now. I good. Oh man, I I, I I'll tell you what. I'm not exactly sure what I would do with it. But the money would probably be spent on enough collectibles to fill up that storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wide variety of crap I would buy. There's I'm going to have to move these plexi panels out so I can make more room for my toys. You gotta- the baby babies aren't going to buy themselves. <laughs> I think you have to have the passport because that was, it was all foreign currency and stuff. Yeah. Uh, from what I'm going uh, on a road trip, baby. Yeah, it's like, well, we got to go to China now. I'm to understand what video I watched on the internet uh, identified one of those as uh, Chinese money. So I don't know how much of a hint that is or if it's anything at all or that's just like, hey, here's money from around the world. Toss it in that bag. Why not? Number, what do we got here? Four. Four. This one comes to us from Joe. Joe writes, do you think Mark created Steven as a way to protect himself from the pack that he made with Conchu from being, quote, uh, devoured until there is nothing left about a hollow shell, quote, I believe is how Arthur put it. That's from Joe S. I don't know. I, I also think that the show proposed it could be a chicken and the egg thing. Like maybe it was because Mark had a fractured psyche that Conchu thought he was a good target. But I thought that when Mark is talking to Conchu that he literally, like he implied that he's the one who came up with the personality. Yeah, that's that's what I was to understand. Well, maybe he uh, created Steven because he couldn't handle the old nine to five at the paperweight store. I mean, if your day job was at a paperweight store, you would probably want to create somebody else to go do that. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be dope? You could just kind of like send work at him into, you know, go do your stuff and then just, just come back in after that guy's worked and just be like, all right, well, good. Imagine all that's how finished. awful it would be, though, if someday you realized you were work at him. Like, party at him comes out when you Because that's what happened oh. to Steven. He found out he was work at him. That's true. Boy. That's like, a- believe me, I know I'm work, Bruce, and I want to kill that other guy if I ever find him. <laughs> He's having way too much fun on my watch, I'll tell you that. And you don't even give me a passport or a gun. <laughs> Number five. Which is scarier, an invisible giant jackal or a visible one? This is a really good question, Bruce, because it really does depend on your personality, right? Because if you if you say that you prefer an invisible one, it means that you think that ignorance is bliss. But if you if you say that you like the 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 visible one, then that means that you, you confront your problems head on basically. And so I, I just depends on your personality, which one you're going to choose. And depending on the day I, I, today, I would say the visible one, but who knows how tomorrow goes. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta go visible just because like, you think just, visible is scarier. No, no, no. Visible is the one I would want to fight. 
I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. That's. I thought we were talking about which one we'd go against, uh, which one we'd rather. I'd rather fight the visible one because you at least got something there to gauge. With this, with no, without seeing one, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. It's like it's why we're scared of the dark. We're not scared of the inherent darkness of it or the lack of light. It's the mystery of what might be in that dark that could possibly hurt you. So same the, principle here. The thing that would scare me the most about the invisible giant jackal is what happens to Steven here. The fact that nobody believes you were in a fight with a giant jackal. Yeah. Like the, it, fight, once I'm at the point where I'm fighting with the jackal, I at least want somebody to say, daggone, that guy's fighting a jackal. Call the police. But if it's invisible, they're just going to say, oh, poor guy's having a seizure. You didn't see that. And let's move along. Yeah, we just we just chalk it up to like, oh, another person on bath salts again, you know. No fun. Plus, you know, the fact that the jackal doesn't show up on video is maybe our first clue that it is, as Sean proposed last uh, episode, just to show about a mentally ill Englishman destroying bathrooms, because that could be what happened. Number six. If you start to hear voices, don't you go seek professional help first, not hang out with a guy who's turned the slums of London into an alfresco dining experience? Well, that's the issue, man. That's the issue. If you're hearing the voices, just how far has the delusion gone to? Like, is he hanging out with the guy who's turned the slums of London into an alfresco dining experience? I've, I like, I, the, okay. And I am usually the first person to jump on board that none of this has happened in bandwagon. I'm a, usually quite a fan of that, just going, this is all BS and we're not seeing anything. I don't really get that, but I feel like this stuff has got to be happening. Sure, there's stuff in Mark's head, uh, but I, I, gosh, I feel like there's, it'd be, what a gutsy move. If it is, if, if all it's, of this is fake, that's this, a, that is a cojones the problem. Move. The problem so far is that we're not, we haven't seen the allegory of the show. That's another issue th- that makes me think that there's some big, like, 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 you know, like pull the carpet out from under us kind of a thing because Marvel is, they really love beating you over the head with their allegories yeah. and and we haven't gotten one yet. And so I would imagine that, that that's what's coming. And, and also like a lot of times, sometimes oftentimes something that occurs, I don't, I don't want to over present this, but there are people who will hear voices and they don't want people to know that they're hearing those voices. So they are afraid that it, once they seek professional help, they'll be labeled or whatever. Like that is a thing that happens. I mean, and it's not all sure. medical problems though, even if you think about it. Yeah. Sure. But I think there's more of a stigma worldwide with psychiatric issues. Oh, certainly. But, but Steven doesn't seem like the type of person who wants to hide that fact. But there's also a certain lack of insight that goes with it. But yeah, Steven might want to go see professional help first, Right. But uh, he clearly hasn't for some reason. And well, I think you know, he's, like, I think he's quote unquote programmed not to, so to speak. Well, uh. perhaps, perhaps there's something there to that too. Because but, I mean, uh, the same thing with the calls from his mom and stuff, keep him in some sort of routine. I think he didn't. He didn't call his mom at all this week. Well, you know, but in the past and stuff. But just, I know, no, no, no. I know. But, but with I'm, all I'm of just that, saying they take note with that. Yeah, I uh, I think he may be seeing professional help and we just aren't seeing it through the oh very cool but that comes from meta knowledge of the show so i don't want to be too comic book spoilery or whatever uh next one comes to us from aaron aaron writes when arthur used magic in this episode the purple hue immediately made me think of agatha's powers in wandavision do you think 
the colors mean anything here? And that's from Aaron M. from Aurora, Illinois. And we got a couple of these questions from people as well, uh, talking about how it's also kind of the same purplish color uh, that was in No Way Home when the multiverse got kind of broke apart mm-hmm. there and everything. So what say you, boys? I would say that this is color-coded for a reason, man. Uh, I think that it pro- – I, I mean, I wouldn't have picked up on this on my own, but seeing this question from Aaron from Aurora, I absolutely think that's an intentional color choice. Yeah, me too. And and I think, it, it, like you, Bruce, I wouldn't have – I did not notice it in, in my viewing of the show, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It definitely is color-coded. And Aaron, I, I need to ask you – what is the public access like in Aurora, Illinois? If it's not the dopest, it is should it, be. Is there, is there, are there two middle-aged men pretending that they're teenagers with their own channel? <laughs> I just want to know if he bought his flooring at Empire. Are they out of Aurora, Illinois? I think so. Oh, wow. Learn something every day here. That's why this podcast is important, everybody. Question number, what do you got? Eight? <laughs> Yeah. How do you think you'd handle finding out you married someone in a fugue state? Oh man, that would be so, that would be so awful. The the crazy thing is, is like, you know, he doesn't like, I I would just, just as a, for a fun joke for the show, he just should have stopped and been like, wait a minute, is she hot? Like, just he needs to find out first. He's like like a lonely guy. So maybe he's some upside in it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe if you're that lady, you're like, well, you know, uh, he's way out of my league. The only way I'm capturing him is through a fugue state. <laughs> but, but you know, there's this weird thing about the law. Like if you murder somebody in a fugue state, they might let you out of prison. But if you get married in a fugue state, you're still paying alimony. Like That's they true. don't care about that one. That's that is true. So if you're going to do something in a fugue state, like rob a car, don't get married. But what if you like woke up like, and it was like really good and you were just like, well, I guess all the hard stuff parts, you know, done. At least that's where my, as the unmarried man of the podcast, that's where I just go, you know what? It skips over all of the bull crap. If the other stuff works out past that, eh, fugue steak notwithstanding, I'd be okay. <laughs> oh, man. Skip over I the think junk. that would be one of the worst things you could do in a fugue state. Is oh, my. Oh, my. Or enter dance competitions. Uh, number nine. <laughs> Did Ethan Hawke say to the makeup people, please make me look like an old lesbian? He just showed up ready to shoot. He not he not only said it to the <laughs> ma- himself. to the makeup people to the wardrobe people. It look it always it looks like the lady who runs the independent coffee shop or the yes. independent bookstore. I, yes. I checked the IMDb of the person in charge of his hair and makeup. Most of their previous experience Subaru Outback commercials. So make it that what you would. <laughs> and for the record, I drive a Subaru Outback. <laughs> Hey, they, and stock commercials. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got the sandals and everything. Come on. All it's doing is just starting to add up. The, the little hair when they were touring back and whenever that was. When, when the evidence starts to pile up, you start to have to go, mm, there we are. Uh, number 10. Uh, if you are, if, no, excuse me, if you've known someone for a long time, how long do you let them pretend uh, with another accent like the, and they, they don't know what's up with what's going on in the world? Can you can you clean that up? Okay, so real life scenario: Bruce comes in and starts talking in a Cockney accent. How long do Mm -hmm. you let him go before you strangle him? 
Now, I think this is a tricky one because it's going to go on for a while because Sean, I know Sean well enough and he knows me well enough that his first approach is let's not acknowledge this bad behavior. <laughs> Smart. Smart. That's, that's like his the, first. He's really going to try to act like nothing's going on, like nothing's <laughs> happening. Don't feed the beast. You know, <laughs> he, he's going to get bored of it eventually and do something else ridiculous. Well, so that- I think you give me a solid if it's a podcast, you're going to give me a solid 15 minutes, like 25% of the podcast before you just couldn't take it. I, I, and, and I will say that, especially with you, Bruce, because you have that, that Southern sensibility where like, if some, like it's so specific to Southern dudes where it's like, Oh, you're telling me not to do it. I'm going to double down on this now. And so I don't know if, if Steven, I mean, clearly Steven isn't that person. But as someone who has changed their accent over the years, because I used to speak far, far more New Englandy than I speak now, and it was done on purpose, it's not even a conscious choice anymore that I do it. So I think that, I, I, you know, for me, for me if it, it, all I have to do is go to go back to where I was born and raised for like a day. And it's all gone. Yeah. Like all my, my, the, 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 the Americanness of my accent goes directly to that one, to yeah. back to yeah. that one accent again. Uh, used to be, you know, when my mother was still alive, one phone call conversation with her and it was back to the Appalachian coming out hardcore. Mm. I don't know. Adam. How about you, governor? How long are you put up with it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like if it was somebody I knew, like my brother comes in and he's just doing another accent. It is like, there's at least three minutes straight right off the top of, of trying to get to the bottom of it and be like, what, what are we doing here? Why is this? What's, what's going on? Here? Oh, I don't know who you are. I don't know where I'm from. What's going on here? Like you're starting to slap somebody after about minute three, I think. But that's, you know, that's because I love them. Let's go to question 11. <laughs> what are your feelings about Mr. Knight's unexpected appearance? Oh, I love it so much. And I especially like the way, because I, what I have read of Moon Knight, this is not the way that he appeared in what I have read. Yeah, me either. And so to have it happen, it was such a nice surprise that I was like, oh, that makes sense that the other personality would have a different version of this thing. And I, I really thought that was very cool. And uh, I like the idea too that, uh, for what it's worth, we're starting to explore the idea that maybe Steven can stand on his own and doesn't need Mark mm-hmm. for any of the scenarios. And that might threaten Mark. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I didn't think about it that way, but that makes uh, a bit more sense. Uh, now, I mean, what's the difference? Like, I mean, okay. In this, in the show, they just explain it like, Oh, I, I, you know, you were saying some in the suit, I think suit, this is the suit that comes on me. Yeah. What's is there any other difference other than like literally it's what he's wearing? How's how is the the Mr. Knight? Because outside of what we've kind of seen, I don't know that I know any any different other than that's what Mark was wearing because he thought it. I don't know the answer to this, Bruce. Do you? I, I don't know the answer either. I think we'll explore it as the show goes on. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of suits, number 12. Did Oh, I almost asked the same question again. Did Ethan Hawke say? <laughs> I absolutely want a suit like Mr. Knight on this show without the stupid mask and gloves. Do you? Well, first I'll of take all, that I, mask and gloves if you're getting rid of them. I knew he would take the mask 100%. Well, of course. I mean, the guy the guy has a, a Riddler jacket. 
<laughs> and a Rorschach mask, of which we've you know he's worn on many occasion. Got got the got the Bruce breath in it and everything. My God, how oh, is yeah. how bad is that when you got it when you're doing that on a long day? Uh, I'll get used to it. Oh, God, no, thank you. My word. Um, what what was the question? I totally forgot. Do you want you the, suit? the suit? Adam? Oh, the suit. I like the suit. I thought the suit was good, and I think you're sleeping on the gloves. You don't want to wear the gloves all the time, but when you're out. For you know, you, you're driving to this fancy place and stuff. You got to have those white gloves on. That's a, let's just but say the, you're you're unexpectedly visiting a battleship and you want to do an inspection. Those white gloves come in handy. Sure, but I'm fuck. I'm, I'm talking practically here. Like I oh, would okay. totally, I would totally wear that suit practically. Yeah, I'm far too messy just even either. Just your dress whites. Yeah, you don't want to go to a I'm barbecue all- joint. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the spaghetti party. <laughs> I, I have the perfect Adidas for that suit. I feel like you got to hang out with uh, Sean Puffy Combs if you're wearing a white suit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be able to go to you. You do. You would start looking. But anybody got a, a white party? We doing a white party anytime soon? White party? Got a white party? <laughs> I think we need to do a white party. Out here. This guy's always wanted to do a white party. White Why party do you want to do a white with chocolate ice cream cones? I got a really good looking suit. suit. Okay, I just I got a, I got all white suit. Can let me just let me just wear it. Can we have an? Can we, let's have a white party, please. Thirteen, Adam. Uh, Thirteen, with no knowledge of the character prior to this show. Uh, so, should I think that Mark and Layla were evil killer archaeologists before he took over uh, the power, or were they more likely framed? That's from Bo from Austin, Texas. I think um, for this show. Now, I'm not talking about the comic book origin, but I think for this show, we're looking at uh, the British Museum which has all these Egyptian artifacts, which were basically stolen from the people of Egypt. So I'm going to say that Mark and Layla didn't necessarily think they were evil, but yet they were there to steal something that didn't belong to them. So it asks the question about they shouldn't have been there in the first place kind of thing. It yep. belongs in a museum. So do you. <laughs> um, that's good enough for me. 14. Do you think Amit could be any worse than Khonshu? Like, they're setting these two up as the gods that are battling, but I'm not convinced that Khonshu's better or Amit's worse here. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either. It, it feels like it's the same problem, just in a different way for both both parties. What if, what, what if Amit is just Khonshu with a tiny little hat? That's how you, <laughs> that's how you differentiate them? Yeah, what if... Amit just throws the uh, yeah the the chicken skull on its head and becomes conscious. Just got that little little tiny hat on top, and that's the difference. Is the little you got to look for the hat in the fight scenes. It's like Amit wants to kill the world with fire. I prefer to kill the world with ice. You know, it's like okay, right. heat miser, cold miser, no winner here. <laughs> just a nice balmy atmosphere. Fourteen. Or wait, uh, fifteen. Uh, yeah, fifteen. 15, 15 excuse me. Did Moon Knight's wife wait until Ethan Hawke saw her on purpose before riding off on her moped? You know, she wanted to make sure he got a peek at the goods as she was heading away. That sure is what that feels like, doesn't it? Like, why, like, why are you waiting? You know, and if you were just kind of, you know, hanging out there, why not have that, ah, oh, crap, look on your face when he does catch eyes on you? And, you know, one of the things one of the things I think that the, I wish I would have brought up when we were talking about the different gods here is that there is that really, really great line read that uh, that uh, Oscar Isaac has 
to Ethan Hawke where he goes, well, call me crazy, but I have to draw the line when it comes to killing children. <laughs> like it's such a great line read because yeah. he doesn't say it like he's angry. He says it like, like he's very scared of this man. <laughs> it's it's such a good read. I think that that's one of those moments that's going to make a lot more sense in retrospect once we know exactly what's going on here. Sure. 16. First Deadpool, now Moon Knight. Can the white eyes of comic book characters finally live now? Can we just accept it, right? I think so, man. I think it has won that battle. Oh, me as well. But I think that you can't just do it all the time. You know, Deadpool, sure. Uh, Spider-Man, sure. Uh, Moon Knight, because we're here, sure. But I think that because now you've set up like the Batman, for instance, to me, that's the, that's the big one, you know, obviously. Yeah. But I think that you, you do it. If you do it the way that they've been doing it with Batman, where sometimes he has the white eyes, cause it makes sense. Cause he's using tech. I think it's great. And, and it feels like they're setting that up in the first place with those, those lenses, which is the impossible tech in that movie. Yeah. Which is some of the coolest in, in like to make them the most detective-y in that Batman. Again, yeah. Which is, I th- thought was just a great thing. And uh, yeah, if, if that continues on and they did that with, like I said, Batman's kind of like the the last one to to kind of go and everything. Uh, I, I, I like does, it. it just, you it do, you, we have seen Batman with white eyes when he's using that tech. And, I'll say Yeah, mode. Batman v they Superman. Definitely, they definitely work well and maybe have a carte blanche in uh stories where you don't have to explain them like the deadpool you don't have to explain anything he talks directly to the camera you know it's a comedy mixed in with the yeah. action with moon knight we're dealing with supernatural elements fantasy so mental illness care. yeah so in the in the stories where you don't have to explain them they look good enough on screen now that you just need to do it then the ones where you do have to explain it you need to make sure you got that batman or spider-man explanation before mm-hmm. you do it but where we like it and it, it it seems plausible and not just a like well you know we did it it looked way it. better than those little colanders that the 70s spider-man had oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i need to uh you know, strain some spaghetti and save the city so that mask. That, that Nightwing collar still beats all. That our yeah, dead man. Disco collar. Man. <laughs> awesome. Number 17. And this this is kind of a callback to something we asked before. But how do you feel about a show featuring a character who is clearly dealing with mental illness, trying to prove he's not mad? Because he spends a big part of this episode. Like you're saying he seems like the person would be open to getting help. But he wants to look at the video footage to prove he's not hallucinating that he was attacked by a jackal. He wants to prove to people that he's not mad and that something's really happening to him. Yeah, I think you're right. Clearly a guy with mental illness who's not open to getting help. You are right. That is an excellent point. Yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Adam. I was just going to say, I, I think that like they're they're doing as good a job as you can uh, with something like this. And and I think like we've uh, you know alluded to a little bit previously is that like, it doesn't feel like that's the main focus of the show, nor does it, you know, claim that like, hey, this is a medically accurate, like, it's a fun superhero <laughs> yeah. program where, right. you know, uh, an Egyptian, you know, what you do is coming back and uh, hounds from hell are coming out from the freaking middle of the purple universe, you dig? So, like, who cares? Uh, I think well, we've reached the point with the MCU where the more interesting stories when he goes straight to the hospital and says, I'm mad, you know, I'm hearing voices, I'm seeing things that aren't there, and then... 
discovers, no, you're not mad. Like, this is all real. You know, like uh, Nick Fury shows up and said, we're signing you up for the Avengers. You got powers. Well, and and that's the thing. Overall, the idea of all of these happening and why, you know, in in literature and cinema and all this stuff, the idea of, of going mad, of hearing voices and stuff, it's, it is a scary thought. It's not a thing that, you know... It's a thing that certainly can happen, but no one says like, oh, it's just a normal thing. That's still not normal to be hearing voices and stuff in your head. And you do want to get help. And that is, I think, something that scares people is losing uh, their faculties, being able not to control what's going on. And that's a fear for people. And if your mind's going, you can't do anything about that. You're just lost. Yeah, there's a basic kind of defense mechanism in the wiring of the brain to try to make sense of what's happening. Like, you know, going back to to early evolutionary days or what have you. So, like, there are people that have delusions of parasitosis that I have to deal with where they're convinced there are bugs in their eyes that clearly aren't there. And rather than actually have those symptoms of bugs crawling on their eyes go in a way, they want to just keep finding someone that will agree with them that there are bugs crawling in their eyes. I mean, I've seen yeah. it firsthand that it, it's really frustrating sometimes the way that uh, lack of insight is a basic part of, uh, you know, some of these illnesses. Sure. And, and that's, but yeah, especially when you don't know and stuff. And like, I like the idea that the character is, he, it feels like he's trying to figure out what's, what's going on. He doesn't have the skill set, it seems, or perhaps again, like I said, maybe he's kind of quote unquote programmed not to have that skill set, perhaps maybe just be, uh, you know, quizzical about what's going on, but maybe not the ability to put it all together until, you know, now. Yeah, when it's kind of smacking him in the face and he doesn't have any other choice but to realize that it's happening. Number 18. Is it possible to get into a fight in London without hitting a double-decker bus? <laughs> Just filthy with double-decker buses. Last time I was there, you couldn't even leave the hotel room because of all the double-decker buses everywhere. How many, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the double-decker bus situation is like. I mean, are you? Can there be that many of them? Like, is everybody just jumping up to the top? I don't know. Like, what's the what's the uh, what's the etiquette? Do you fill up the bottom first, or do you fill up the top first? I feel like if you fill up the top first, it could tip over. Like, you gotta have ballast on the bottom. <laughs> it it just feel it just you know with every with every superhero property that we've watched and we have watched so many. If it takes place in London. A double-decker bus is getting hit. And it's got to be a red one. I don't want to see no yellow ones. Who cares about that? Give me a red one. If you don't mm-hmm. have it, forget it. You think if I got on a double-decker bus and started heading to the top, they'd tell me it's like the top bunk at camp? They're like, no, no, you're a big boy. You <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we got to keep the, the, the center of gravity on this bad boy low, okay? <laughs> so you just pop on down to the first deck. Listen, it'll be fine. We got the extra wide seats for you. What'd you say that for? Get out of here. I always thought that the sequel to Speed should be a double-decker bus. (laughs) Speed 2 with Paddington Bear. Twice the people in the bus. (laughs) That one's real bad. Uh, What are we on, 19? 19, Adam. Is the jackal impaled on a spire with the moon in the background and Moon Knight in the foreground getting his moon and moonerangs back? Is that the coolest shot of any Marvel Disney TV show yet? Yes. It's a darn cool shot. That's a, yes. That's a background on your uh, desktop monitor. Yeah. So awesome. Just like, just impale like soup. And again, this is what's nice. We're getting, it's it's not, you know, it's not R-rated, but it's, it's, it's more a comic Disney. book two-page yeah. spread brought to the screen. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. 
and, and it's the thing, it's the difference between this show and Morbius where they, they're like trying, they're trying to backpedal and do that nineties thing in Morbius where like, we're kind of embarrassed with half of the lore of this character yeah, it's and, and with Moon Knight, they're like, nope, the moon's in the background. It's going to, it's going to be a big centerpiece for us. We're going to, we're, we're, we're going to impale a, 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 a monster on a spire and it's going to be in the, uh, it's just so great. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and I love how, yep. uh, like, the uh, kind of, for lack of a better term, the ghost of Khonshu ends up around on, like, different parts of the building. And you know, yep. it, just because it looks so damn good, you know that they just put p- the costumes there and not there's no CGI in that because they're just sitting there. That's all they're doing, just sitting. And, but yep. it looks so good. And I just, so much about this show is just great. All right, what's this next yep. question? 20. So this question is really what I've been trying to get at this whole episode. What if Ethan Hawke is just Steven's psychiatrist? What if those police that came to get him weren't members of a cult, but they picked him up and took him to the mental health uh, facility where he's supposed to be? If that whole alfresco dining place with the lentil soup is a mental health care facility, all the people that he sees as members of this cult are actually people either receiving or giving treatment. And if maybe that's the recognition that made the wife run away, what do you guys yeah. think about that? I, I think that I think that is a complete possibility. I, I you know, uh, I, 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 I'm guessing that this is source material stuff, but the uh, I, I haven't read that source material. I, I think that um, I think it's a complete possibility. I think that they're setting it up that way. I think it's going to be like a. Have you guys ever seen Mr. Robot? I'm aware enough I of it. I have not, but I've heard good things. Well, spoilers for, for the first season of Mr. Robot, but that at a certain point in that show, everything flips on a dime, and I think that that's what's about to happen here. It's it's one of those, I'll be vague about it, like the thing that you thought was a thing is not exactly it, it's just another thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's vague as, as all get out, but if you know yes. what it is, is you know what you we're find out that Mr. Robot's Freddie Mercury? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, this guy can sing. Actually, he, <laughs> he couldn't. He got an Oscar for lip syncing. Let's go to 21 before I get mad. <laughs> Do you guys have any idea what the Egyptian Egyptian rap scene looks like? Like the Egyptian rap song at the end of this show, at the end of this episode? Is it tough to make a name for yourself in it? Who's the Kendrick Lamar of Egyptian rap? I don't know, but I love that that song at the end. So I'm thinking it must be tough to if you can make it in Cairo, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> That's an old saying for a reason. I I love like any uh like hard hitting foreign language rap, or at least you know for me because I'm English, uh, speak English. But like there's there's always like a little sect of like rap in like other different cultures and stuff that like you don't know what they're saying because it's a language you don't understand but man it is so hard and cool (laughs) that you just love it i don't know what it is but there's there's a lot of different countries that are like that save for england i don't know what it is about you englanders and all of your uh all of your rappers and stuff they all are just like these middle soft because the the accents get out of here you you clearly never listen to the streets the streets is awesome I don't know what that is. It is it is the name of a rap guy. Oh, okay. But there's the guy that's like streets. There's hey, so baby, much. Remember me and you? We used to have a good time. Yeah, and, you know that was. A well, you used to do the thing on the park. There we go. And it's always it's the it's always the dumbest accent you could possibly. And we do the same thing over here in America. So I'm not saying that we don't have our own sect of this. You know, horrible. You know, 
area of this what can be good music. But theirs is, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but uh, no, no hardcore English can, rappers for me. We can all agree that Egyptian rap is the top of the rap game right now. Oh, in 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 this uh, this land of the Moon Knight, you betcha. This is this is uh, the era of Moon Knight. So in yeah, I would say Egyptian rap is a uh, heading towards the top. <laughs> nice. All right, twenty two. Is this series going to end up like Hot Fuzz and everyone in the town is in on it, from the cops to maybe even the HR manager? Uh, they're all in uh, Haro's court uh, cult, rather. I've never yes. seen Hot Fuzz. Oh boy, that is really? a great movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Movie. Watching it now. Uh, honestly, yes. Even even okay. with that right knowledge, back. you're still gonna love it because it's I'll I mean right it's, it's an Edgar Wright police film. What, what's not to love? Yeah, it's really great. You'll love it, Bruce. I I well, I give you my theory on how I think everybody's in on it, but it's yes. not the hot fuzz theory. And I gotta tell you, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, I, I think it's a cult. Th- I think everybody's in the cult and stuff like that. I don't I I don't believe that it's all kind of a mind thing. I'm sure there's probably elements of that stuff in there, but I think it's just everyone is conspiring against him and everything. Bruce, did you ever read that Moon Knight run where it's the Avengers that is that's in his head? No. It's Ooh, pretty it's good. It, like it, it's pretty good. It, it goes downhill real fast, but like there's a there's a whole run where it's you think that he's talking to the Avengers the whole time and there are there are no Avengers. Yeah, that's it's the issue empty. with Moon Knight. I think that those arcs really drain a creator. Like it's it gets difficult and disturbing to keep working on it too long. Sure. So sure. most of the the arcs go downhill at some point, or else they change creators. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Twenty three. Are you guys glad we finally got to see some superhero action, even if it may be a hallucination? Yes, I think it's great. I, you know, I, I it's one of the things about the show that, um. It doesn't feel uh, like, oh, geez, we're, we're, we're doing another fight scene here. This is the one show where you want it. Yeah. And so when it shows up, you're like, oh, sweet, sweet Moon Knight being Moon Knight. Cool. But at the same time, too, you know, if they don't play the first episode out like they played it out, is the reward nearly as sweet come this episode when you oh, see? Definitely not. So, definitely like, not. It's, it's a smart move. Also, we got like some double up action. We got a little bit of a slight like Jim Carrey is the mask when Mr. Knight first shows up and doesn't know his own strength. And then it switches to more traditional superhero battling with the with the not quite batarangs. And uh, we get a nice taste of it after being teased all through the first episode and a good part of this one. It worked. 24. I didn't realize it till this episode. Is this one of the top five of the best transformations of a personality from an actor? Because here's my list. You got Christopher Reeves in Superman A, number one. Then you got Edward Norton in Primal Fear for, for the second one. James McAvoy in Split, The United States of Terra. She's amazing in that. And then Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight. That's, those are my top five. Do you what have about, anything to add? What about the uh, lady? Was it? Um, oh, geez. Uh, she's playing. She She's in the She-Hulk show. I can't remember her name. Oh boy, Orphan Black. Yes. yes, Orphan Black. I've heard people say great things about that. I haven't seen it, so I can't you know what? Understand. You are absolutely right. Uh, I'm taking out Edward Norton in Primal Fear. I'm I'm putting in Tatiana for sure. Yeah, I think that's uh, one that a lot of folks whose opinions I respect have said is amazing. You got to watch it. Yeah. By the way, we, that's been suggested for H and P many a time. Maybe at some point. Orphan uh, Black. Yeah, that's what I. I People put it. I don't. I don't know what. It, what if any connections? But there you have it. Uh, I think the big one for me uh, is that Edward Norton Primal Fear. 
It's it mm-hmm. was just so good that like because here's what you got to understand, people is at that time no one knew who Edward Norton was. He was not like he'd been in some things, but he was never he wasn't a household name. This was the movie that really you know launched his career into you know superstardom and everything. And it was because of this performance and his just that turn at the end, and he turns yeah. just that smarm. The laugh in his face and how to- I've been dying to tell you. <laughs> and then, but like, and honestly, underrated in that scene is Gear. Gear's yeah. actually super great in that scene, but because it's obviously his scene, it's gonna you know go towards Norton at this point. But sure. you know, Gear's what doing is- a bang up job in that scene as well. What about when John Travolta goes from acting like a police officer to acting like Pastor <laughs> Troy in Face Off? I mean, <laughs> I'm telling. Listen, those were all those Face Off performances were absolutely spectacular. It's so Get good. Out of here, shut up. I love them so much. They're two very hams good. just smacking each <laughs> oh, other around. Let me two tell you. Hams. Let me tell you. Just two two hams with the bone in. Two, <laughs> two two glorious hams just oscillating oh, together. You got to so all them. agree. John Travolta wins. Number 25, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Mark was talking to Steven after the battle, he promised that Steven would never see or hear from him again. Do you think this is because Mark doesn't expect Steven to exist anymore once he's served his purpose as a Manchurian candidate cover identity? That's from Big Dave Movies. If this were a Greek tragedy, it'd be because he's going to poke his eyes out and say, ha ha, you'll never see me again. <laughs> Boy, talk talk about a talk about a rabbit's foot. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I you know I think that uh, or, or sorry, monkey's paw, <laughs> rabbit's foot, rabbit's oh, foot, monkey's paw. <laughs> you, you eat what you like, and I'll eat what I like. <laughs> talk about a monkey's paw. The, you know, it's uh, <laughs> I, I I I think that there both. Big Dave movies. This is a this is a great point, but I think that that both Bruce and myself think that there are much bigger things afoot here. Um, Bruce has totally convinced me that he is in he is in a psychiatric ward now, and so that is that is where everything is landing for me. Is that he isn't even out in the public right now? I'm not buying it. I'm I'm going. I'm going. And I know this is weird. I'm going to take the opposite stance. <laughs> Nope, I think I think I think Bruce, I'm 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 siding with you on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on my CV. Well, and once Sean decided to side with me, they're gonna be like, "Whoa, finally!" That's have all you met him? him? <laughs> you should 26. know. Twenty six guys. Do you want to see more Mark or more Stephen? More Stephen. Stephen is far more interesting than Mark. We see Mark all the time. There are three seasons of Daredevil. <laughs> Perfect way to put it, you know? And honestly, I think that's kind of why they went with this tack and everything is because do you just have your, you know, your normal kind of leading man, if you will, for lack of a better term, being the guy who's running the whole show from the get of go. When you got over to Steven, would you, you'd want to kill Steven at that point. You were like, bring back the cool guy, please. You don't replace James Bond with Clint Howard. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> so, have you seen Ice Cream Man? Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. And boy, <laughs> even if you like, you go in with a great like. No, listen, it's going to be campy. It's going to be bad, and it's worse than you think. Ugh. Sorry, so, sorry, Clint. Twenty-seven shot. Mark alludes to the fact that Stephen is his creation while speaking to Gonshu. Gonshu. Why would someone choose to be someone who gets the crap beat out of them all the time? Let me let me reframe that. 
If you were getting the crap beaten out of you, would you like the ability to choose to be someone else till the beating ended? That is a very good point. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that is a very good point. Steven, when we go to prison, you're the guy who takes the shower. <laughs> I'm the guy that plays dominoes out in the yard. <laughs> I think um I, I think it's it goes back to a lot of uh, kind of the, the Superman speech in Kill Bill, you know? He's, yeah. He needs somebody who's going to be able to fit into society. So the character that we'll just imagine Mark is making in this particular scenario, that you know Mark conjures up this person who you know is very unsure of himself, needs to call back his mother and like you know whatever to keep him in. You know, it feels like he's been given a strict list of kind of you know, like I said, programming or instructions to stay within these boundaries, and that will keep this person safe as opposed to you know taking risks and going out and you know possibly waking up, you know, Mark or Moon Knight or whatever, however it ends up working. I I never, I, I have always had a problem with that scene in Kill Bill, uh, only because I don't believe for a second that that man has ever read a comic book in his life. Oh, but, I think, no, he, he definitely has. <laughs> okay. I, I just like, that was, he's, he's a big collector of comic books. So like old stuff, nothing, certainly nothing new. His favorite is Archie. <laughs> 28, Adam. 28, a friend of mine just subscribed to Disney Plus for the first time, mainly so he could watch Moon Knight. He saw a trailer for their show and thought it looked really good, so he signed up. He'd been thinking about subscribing for a while, but I'm surprised Moon Knight was what got him over the line than, say, rather the latest Pixar movie. It seems that Disney is still finding untapped markets. Any thoughts? Do you know people who uh, wouldn't like Loki, but maybe like this? Cheers. That's from Matt, a.k.a. He-Hulk, from Bristol, U.K., well, here's here's one thought I've got. Let's see. So you look at the Disney Plus shows in the Marvel realm. They've had WandaVision, and we've already seen Wanda in some movies, and a lot of people might say, eh, I know Wanda. I'm not that interested. We've already seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in movies, and people might say, eh, I've already seen them. I'm not that interested. We've already seen Loki, so people are like, eh, I already know Loki, but they've already seen Hawkeye, and I could absolutely say and pe- see people going, why would I want to watch a show with Hawkeye? It is Moon Knight like the first totally like the first real uh, headliner that is debuting on Disney Plus, or am I forgetting one from the Marvel Universe? No, no, I think That's that you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, so that might be the thing. Like that, you if you want Moon Knight, this is the only way to get it. But all those other things, there are other ways to get it. Yeah, you'd seen those, and it, like, okay, for example, and I know that this is bad, and Sean will try to reach to the internet and choke me until I die, and I could probably couldn't blame him, but you know. When Better Call Saul came out, I was just like, I've seen Breaking Bad. I have no want to see anything else as far oh, as I'm concerned. That's, that's absolutely how a lot of people probably That show thought. was fantastic. And like, while the other thing, you know, it could be as good or better. I've, I've heard those words uttered by people. I'm like, oh, do I want to take the risk? <laughs> I know it's horrible, but it is what it is. But I think a lot of people have that kind of thought process. But I think... Is and, and I also brought up this question to kind of throw out because obviously this is uh, Moon Knight 30 questions. We've done all the other Marvel 30 questions shows that have been on there. Uh, but when uh, Miss Marvel 30, uh, was Miss Marvel comes up, we won't do a 30 questions on that show because ultimately, well, number one, we're going to have a lot of other podcasts and stuff. So we're going to be super busy with all these other things uh, between this and uh, uh, Kenobi coming out and all the other uh, fun stuff that goes along the ways. Uh, we'll still cover uh, Miss Marvel over on Hero Movie Podcast, but not do a you know a twenty or thirty question show about that because 
or maybe not necessarily the audience for that. Coming back week after week for that particular show, it doesn't seem like it was high enough on the priority list for any of us, so that's what we've kind of decided. And I thought we ought to just kind of lay that out here for people uh, with this question, for sure. So I hope that answers your question, He-Hulk. So, but yeah, I, th- I think there's going to be, but here's the thing, though. For that Miss Marvel thing, there's going to be a, a gang of, my guess is, younger, you know, probably teenage girls and stuff that are going to absolutely love that show. And that's going to be their show. And they don't want to listen to, you know, three guys in their 40s, you know, yeah. <laughs> talk about, right. you know, well, a teenage I, girl, I, you know, I, program. Right. And, and, and I mean, you know, it's for preteens. I mean, it's not even for teenagers. It's oh, even for that younger. Even, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. It might be kind of creepy for us talking a little too much about this it's show. It's a little or strange. May, or, we'll, we'll or, may, or maybe really sexy. <laughs> uh, let's go on question number 29 <laughs> how long will the audience at large tolerate not knowing what is real i'm gonna guess one more episode <laughs> uh I, I don't know i don't i don't know that uh i don't know that people are going around i'm not seeing a lot of uh, voices out there that are on this everything's fake train i think you're, you're one of the few lone voices i've heard kind of say this so i i think it's going to be interesting i don't know I, I don't know that the audience is, if they are tolerate, tolerating it, they don't know that they are, I think. Okay. So, possibly, uh, you possibly. know, if, if the if the gas is killing them in the house and it doesn't smell like anything, they're not going to know. They're just going to die. <laughs> and they've already gotten rid of my favorite thing that they were, my favorite trope they were doing in the first episode, which is him staring at his hands as there's seven guys on the ground because he just beat the crap out of them. They already got rid of that part. Well, yeah, eventually so, you got to show him beating somebody up or people are going to be mad. It's true. It's true. I feel, well, yeah, I feel like they've got to get an anchor soon, though, and I think you're right. They probably, in the third episode, you got to get that anchor. That's what happened with WandaVision. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you've only got six, by the by the halfway point, you better have started to establish a couple of things. <laughs> I think. Yeah. That's just a guess. Uh, let's wrap it all up with question number 30. Everyone who has seen the first four episodes of this show say that it, the show changes in the third episode. I hope so, because I was getting a sinking feeling watching this episode. What do you think? But now we all know what we think. Yeah, I think episode three, if if the reviewers are saying that, I think that's when he like wakes up in a straight jacket in a padded room or something. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Uh, but let's say, because I've, I've kind of heard this bandied about a little bit, is not only that, you know, it starts to become a different show in a way. Um, what if it goes, you know, beyond super crazy, you know, visiony sort of stuff, a la like Legion or something like that. And it just goes more towards a path that's kind of like that. Do you want it to go that wild and crazy or is that, uh, is that a pump the brakes action? Well, y- you know, my, you know, my tastes here. Like I, I prefer not to have everything be a dream. I hate that stuff, but I also, um, uh, I also, the, the sinking feeling that I got watching this episode was without Steven, if it's Mark who is going to be in control the whole time, it loses a little bit of its fastball, this show. Yeah. Because, you know, just being, just being a really smart, tough guy who always makes the right decision does not make for good storytelling. And so that was the, that was the feeling I was getting. And not like, all right, here's the, here's the guy we've been waiting for, you know? Yeah. I feel like Mark could also like, for lack of a better term, kind of break out of jail, if you will. Yes. Yes. 
that, and I, I think that's that may be because he doesn't want to be trapped there. You can tell automatically he's just like, oh no, I don't like he's in there for two minutes and he's already scared and just like I can't I can't be in here. This has got to no no no. And whereas you know Mark's been trapped in there for who knows how long at, at different intervals and stuff. So my mm. guess is is that he's going to want to try to you know break out and that may be the the struggle between those two of who gets to who gets to dominate the form. I guess maybe maybe in the third episode they introduce the cab driver guy. <laughs> just a, a third uh, personality pops up. He's just working for Postmates. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, all right, so that is it, everybody. We got another 30 questions under our belt here, but again, we'd like to get some questions from you as well, so why don't you go ahead and drop us an email at uh, marvel30q at gmail.com. Get your questions on the show, and if we like what you got, we'll uh, hook it all up. Bruce, uh, until next week, where can we find more of your work on the internet? I'd love for people to check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Bruce Leslie. Lots of great anime dad coverage of anime. Sean, what else? Hero Movie Podcast is a is a is a podcast we have been doing for a thousand years. Please show up over there. Uh, this week we review a, a movie that is just the craziest thing we, that we've seen. It's called Hakaider. And it's like, it's like, Power Rangers for adults. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's uh, quite out there. Check that out wherever you find podcasts. And uh, the Film Find as well. So, uh, check that out also wherever you get podcasts. That is it, everybody. Join us next week when we're asking another questions, uh, 30 questions about Moon Knight for Sweet Shanta Kobach from the internet. Bruce Leslie. I'm Adam Portress. Go get yourself a flip phone. And if a Uh-huh.